Hey guys, welcome back to the show. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. This week, I have TJ Whelan on the show with me. TJ is a sports nutrition specialist. Although he works with many different populations, a large focus of his business is on elite performance athletes. What I truly appreciate about TJ's approach to his work is that he understands, first off, the value of nutrition, but secondly, and most importantly, the value of putting all elements of your lifestyle together. If you have great nutrition but poor training habits, you're leaving results to chance. If you have great training, poor nutrition habits, same thing. If you have great training habits, great nutrition habits, and poor sleep habits, you're still leaving results to chance. Everything needs to work together, and TJ is a great example of a professional who truly takes this into account. Before we get you over to the show, I just wanted to let you all know that I have a new online strength and conditioning package coming out this month. If you're an athlete trying to level up your training this year to level up in your sport next year, check this out. You get full access to my Train Heroic coaching platform with over 200 exercise examples in the exercise library, with more going up there every week. You will also receive a customized training program based on your current state. We will also set a time every week to talk over training, mindset, goal setting, both short-term and long-term, as well as building your daily habits for long-term success. If you're interested in some more information on this, hit me up on social media at Coach Do So, which will be linked down in the show down in the show notes, or you can send me an email, which will be down there as well. All right, guys, thank you again for tuning into the show. I genuinely love bringing this show to you all every week, and I've been truly humbled by the feedback I've had over the past nearly two years. Enough from me now, though. Let's get you over to TJ Whitman. This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. TJ, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. Pleasure, man. It's good to finally chat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know uh, a couple of my athletes have been working with you for a little while now, and they've got nothing but good things to say. So I'm really happy we were able to finally sit down and sit down and get into this stuff. Yeah, man, I appreciate the appreciate the time, and uh, I know you're busy guys well too. But that's why it's uh, it's always good to have um, like minded people that are you know achieving the same results that uh, an athlete is looking for, and that's why I'm glad that some of my athletes are working with you as well. Is because it's an integrated approach between team members to achieve the same goal that an athlete needs. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good progression with a couple of fellow athletes, and I hope to have a couple other people uh, pair up with you as well in in my, that uh, area. So, absolutely, yeah, should, be, should be a partnership for the future. So, absolutely, man. I really I really liked everything you were saying before we turned the recording on about just your holistic health approach and just the way you approach the work with your athletes. You know, you're not just a sports nutritionist, but it's about having the best person show up every day. But what I really want to get into with into with you to start, can you talk me through a little bit about like what got you into this career, like from your athletic background, just to sort of what evolved into the sports nutrition work that you do today? Well, yeah, it always comes back to somebody's story and where somebody had started from. And honestly, I kind of, in a weird way, I kind of fell into this, but it's always something I've been interested in. Like it all integrated back when I was uh, in, in high school, I wrestled all through high school. I wasn't a very successful wrestler. Like I had a sub 500 record, but I was a persistent guy to always show up every year and I never had any quit in me. So it's like, regardless of the results, it was the effort and it was, 
a very humility experience to go through, you know, so many years of wrestling and competing constantly, which conditioned me to obviously be exposed to mixed martial arts and unfortunately weight cutting in the wrong ways with uh, wrestling and, and, uh, and the approaches that a lot of these people have. Uh, and that's where um, I kind of started out just as a wrestler and then being exposed to martial arts in that way. And then obviously when the UFC kind of came out, I kind of got integrated with a lot of people as like the ultimate fighter one and being exposed to things. And the ironic thing is back when I was a kid, I actually had uh, cousins and we were out, I think just at a family gathering or Thanksgiving or something. And one of his friends brought over his PVR of pride and old pride tapes and stuff like that. I've never seen mixed martial arts like that. Like I've watched boxing or something, but boxing's way different. Everybody knows boxing's been around forever. But then he was showing me like old Crow Cop tapes and Vanderlei and, and all these old like pride fights and stuff. And I was, even as a kid, it didn't really register me, but I was exposed to it. I knew it existed. But then all of a sudden, a couple of years go by, bang, the ultimate fighter rolls around. I think it was like 12, something like that. And then the ultimate fighter rolls on and then integrated into mixed martial arts. Immediately from there, I've been a fan ever since. I'm one of the most hardcore martial arts fans you'll ever find. Uh, unfortunately, it's a massive part of my job, so I have to watch a lot of combat sports because I work with people in every combat sport. So most of the time I'm watching events just because of my athletes. Even I wouldn't have the time or, you know, be intended to watch some, you know, regional fight in some other country. But, you know, I'm very invested in my athletes to watch them. Then going through that, getting exposed to that, going through wrestling as a kid all through high school, then I got integrated with people like uh, the Canadian OG, Justin Bruckman, and started training his gym and other things started being exposed to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai and kickboxing and stuff. So that was my first kind of foray into this. And then I've been training mixed martial arts and martial arts at different gyms or with other people ever since. And the passion has always stuck. And you know people that uh, are, are martial artists. It's, it's a lifelong thing. Like, yeah. I'm going to be training for the rest of my life. It's not anything that um, will ever go away. It's not just a phase. It's just who I carry myself as, as a martial artist, not just as an athlete, because I'm not a competitive athlete. I don't compete in any sports. I plan on doing some uh, some kickboxing fights in the future. Jiu-jitsu competitions or jiu-jitsu competitions, you know, they're easy to do, but I don't ever plan on being a professional athlete. And with working with a lot of the pro athletes that I do in the highest level, you really understand what it takes and in integrating to like to be that 1% of the 1% in the world. It, uh, it takes a crazy amount of dedication and effort and sacrifice to get somebody to where they need to go. Then once I started through being at gyms, seeing people struggle, people have really no overall education in health and nutrition when it comes in the martial arts realm. A lot of people have very dogmatic approaches from what's from previous coaches or whoever's at their gym that they ask advice from which is usually never anybody that's a professional or knows what they're talking about. So you end up getting a lot of bad advice, a lot of bad practices, which get people into really compromised positions. Then getting exposed to that, I've always had a passion and, you know, was interested in health and nutrition. I wasn't a person that actually was a healthy kid. I loved fast food. There's nobody in my health that's, you know, massively, nobody in my house or my family that's massively educated in these types of fields. I just integrated to be relentlessly curious to constantly learn books, audiobooks constantly, podcasts, doing courses, doing seminars, anything I get my hands on. I was always a person that was integrating any free time I had to learn what I can. And that's what got me to where I did early in my 20s is because when somebody has the determination and the effort to learn things and want things, they'll achieve what they want. 
and nobody told me I couldn't do what I wanted to do, but also nobody's going to stop me. So then I kind of get the position where I learned a lot of things. I was working with some people locally. I got to the scale where I wasn't really, you know, it wasn't trying to be a job. It wasn't, it was just a thing that I enjoyed doing. I would like to help my friends out or give advice to people. But then I got integrated where a couple of years ago, I was actually the first person to ever get certified and um, educated through the Lockhart and Lease program with George Lockhart and Dan Leith and those guys. And, you know, it was a good asset for me at the time. I'd worked with the team for a little while, uh, did a lot of events, but that got me from working with regional people to other people um, that are local in Canada, like I'm from Ontario, to then immediately working with UFC fighters, which was a giant gap from, you know, testing my abilities and my skill, but obviously integrated with learning through George and learning through other people. I was more than prepared for it. And obviously there's a little bit more detail oriented and weight cutting specifically, but I was already more than prepared and ready to start off. So I was the first person to ever get taught by those guys and certified by those guys Did the first seminars that they ever did. And then from there, I worked with the team for a series of, I think, 12 or so UFC events, working with dozens of UFC fighters. Then I went on my own to just literally be a solo person. And I'm still a solo person to um, help as many athletes as I can in all different combat sports, where whether it's, uh, you know, jujitsu, kickboxing, Muay Thai, uh, boxing, or MMA. Uh, ultimately, the principles are a lot of the same. The weight cutting is at different magnitudes, especially MMA. But ultimately, the approach and a holistic approach to get somebody to have, um, to show up the best every day, to integrate their health, to get, integrate their, their sleep, their recovery, their performance in the gym, the way that they feel every day, how their digestion is, and how their mood and their, their mental state is, is all something that I, I try to focus on, is because people try to narrow themselves into a box to focus on just sports nutrition or macros and care about diet plans. That is the last thing people should start to focus on, is that's why when people work with me, they think that they're going to get something, and I expose them to a more holistic approach to deal with everything as a whole because there's not one thing that's more important than other things because if you're leaving that big gap that's going to be the thing that's going to be your weakness and make you lose so yeah that's how I kind of got started exposed to my own martial arts journey and then helping people locally then being exposed to obviously working with George and, and those guys for a while and then I've been solo for the last quite a while um, just been working with people all around the world from all different types of promotions traveling constantly for different events to work hands-on with people, helping people for free or, you know, if I'm at a place and you need help and advice, I'm a person that people that are going to watch this call are going to be like, yeah, that's a guy that has saved my butt a couple of times or has helped me for nothing in return. Because when I work with people and the reason why I've worked with people for so many years and can work and integrate myself into a lot of high profile people is because I have massive integrity and people know that my intentions are pure and that I care as much about them and their goals as they do. And I'm not a yes man, I'm not a cheerleader. I tell people how it is and what they need to hear. And a lot of people don't get that from coaches or friends because they're trying not to piss people off or they're trying not to say something that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately I don't really need to work with everybody I work with. I'm a busy guy, but I want to work with as many people as I can and, and impact as many people as I can. So that's kind of got me in the position that I am now and with enough passion and determination and with the testimonials and results that I've had for the last four years or so, 
everybody knows I know what I'm talking about. So I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to work with these athletes. So I have massive humility to the position I'm in too. Yeah, man, I love that. <laughs> Sorry, that bird or whatever it is that's whistling in the background that uh, just caught me, got me laughing a little bit. But I, uh, unfortunately, I'm in beautiful Mexico at the moment. Unfortunately, there's a lot of animals nearby, and the birds love. Yeah, them. so anybody that got caught off guard by that, apologize. But, uh, right. but the information is really going to be the thing that's key, regardless, right? So, like I've always said that from the beginning right. of starting this show, if we get a little bit of background noise from the animals in homes or the birds or whatever it is. It's not going to be the end of the world, but one thing I really wanted to take you back to from what you were talking about there was uh, being exposed to people getting these dogmatic approaches to cutting weight, like just sort of getting advice from their coaches or whatever else. Because I know I've definitely talked to athletes myself in my own career that whether it's their strength and conditioning or their nutrition, they're talking to and like it, this can be for a wide variety of sports, but let's stick to the combat sports because that's one we both know well. They're talking to their coaches, you know, a boxing coach or an MMA coach about their strength and conditioning. And I see what it is they're doing. And, you know, they're doing these sets of 100 push-ups and 100 squats and 100 burpees, which really and truly anybody listening, if you know anything about strength and conditioning, you know that that's a garbage workout. It's just going to make you sweat a lot, which you know, maybe not the worst thing, but that's not true strength and conditioning. That's a workout for the sake of a workout. And it's the same thing with these guys getting their nutritional approaches from coaches who don't have that as their true background. So if you're talking to an athlete right now that says, no, 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 I don't need your help. I know how to cut weight because my boxing coach helps me or whoever else. And they don't really have a true nutrition professional on their team. What would you say to them? Like whether, even if they've never missed weight before, why should they still be coming to bring someone like yourself onto their team? Well, sometimes it's, unfortunately for a lot of these athletes is they have to sometimes have the humility of missing weight or having bad weight cuts or something like that to actually outreach to somebody. Unfortunately, the financial situation with a lot of these athletes is not abundant. So some people don't think they can afford it or don't try to integrate more people in their team or something, or it's an ego issue, or they don't think that they need it because They've, they've been performing fine or they've been kind of fine with what they're doing already. And I get it, you know, ultimately if there's been no crazy glaring issues, then some people are not trying to maximize their potential, but that's why I have a lot of free conversations with a lot of people. And I'm an open book to just ask people a lot of questions that have never been asked before. You know, I understand things at a much different level than a lot of people have ever been exposed to. So sometimes that's the humility to actually for them to realize that they can improve a lot and sometimes I have to have those conversations with people to you know open their eyes to how much more they can get out of themselves how much they have to less restrict how they can better feel every single day how they can perform better recover better sleep better feel better have better digestion you know have better libido have overall just feel better as a human being sometimes it's not like hey I just can make you cut water a little faster it's also finding something that's um making them exposed to things that they don't know or yeah. questions that they've never been asked before because it's like even though how much i know i still have the humility to know i don't know that much and some people have this ego which is your biggest enemy in this world is you have to be aware that you have an ego but you also don't want it to be the thing that's pushing you in the wrong direction to not get help and a lot of the problem is people know that they don't maximize their health and nutrition. Some people are like, well, I eat clean. 
I hear that all the time. Oh, I eat clean. Uh, I eat clean all the time. I got a good diet and this and that. And we're like, I'm like, sure. And I, I have to find more details though. But some people are not horrible with what they're doing, but they're missing out on a lot. Yeah. And look, most of the times in this type of sport, because it's a weight class, weight class based sport where some people are always in a nutritional deficit, calorie deficit to try to achieve, you know, low body fat, they end up compromising themselves massively and they just kind of get used to being in that state. So that's why, you know, a lot of times when I get to penetrate into a gym, whether it's like locally, like we're around there with Dunamis or with that entire team and these other teams. And ultimately, once I start working with a coach or uh, some of the athletes, the word of mouth spreads, they start to see the dramatic difference in how somebody looks and performs and feels day to day in their performance and the way that they show up every day at their best. Then they realize how much they were missing out on. Then sometimes it's just you have to expose them to what the difference is, help them ask questions, figure out what they're really missing out on, and then structure something that can actually improve them. But ultimately, you can bring a horse to water and you can, you know, tell them to drink. It's not going to do it. But it's not an information problem. The information is out there. The help is out there. It's just the humility to ask for it or to hire the right people and to integrate this into your camp so you can maximize what you can do. The, the approach that a lot of people have is just, unfortunately, it's just wrong. And a lot of times it's just way more restrictive. Like I get people eating five plus times a day all the way up until weigh-ins. They still drink water until the day before weigh-ins. They're, they're feeling great, you know? They have no issues to still drop 10% of their body weight. Yeah. It sometimes it's massively humbling to people because, yeah, you made weight. I can have people, I've seen people make weight 10 different types of ways, like crazy ways. They'll still hit the scale, sure. But how much sacrifice and suffering, stuff that you didn't really need to do to achieve that could have been avoided. And then all of a sudden, like I had people this last weekend that I was supposed to work with and some other people, it's like the same thing. Like I got it or, you know, my coach is covering me or I haven't had problems before. And then they miss weight massively because a bunch of things go wrong, but they don't even know. They don't know what they did wrong. I asked them a few questions and they're like, you did a lot of things wrong. You just got really lucky. You missed, you, you were making weight previously. And then I work with them and it's like a breeze. They make weight effortlessly. Like they use most of the time. I've never had anybody come to me and I'll say that it was the easiest weight cut they've ever had. And it usually gets easier and easier because if I can integrate a post fight, um, you know, structure for somebody so that they're reverse dieting and getting their body back to a, a position that they can sustain a lean year round weight as a professional athlete, then they don't need to crash diet. They don't need to do anything extreme. They just kind of need to, you know, perform and show up every day so that they can, you know, get the most out of themselves instead of, always trying to run on less and do more and work harder. It's the same thing like doing the push-up workouts and the crazy things and doing like that. It's like, sure, I can make myself sore and sweat, but is it actually practical and beneficial and is it translating to my sport? Exactly. What I should be working on? That's the thing. It's like, as much as I know, I always know I don't know anything. And unfortunately, some of these people need to have some humility and be exposed to it, whether something goes wrong or, you know, like a lot of our athletes at Garmin, who's still an amateur fighter, that is doing everything professionally to get the right coaching, to get everything integrated into himself. So he, as a, as a in his twenties, is knowing how to do everything properly on a professional level before he's even a professional fighter. And those are the people that I love working with. And yeah, sure, people are like yeah, you worked with the UFC champions or Bellator champions or all of these dozens and dozens of other like people at the highest level. That's great. But my favorite people to actually work with are people just starting their career. 
because I know how much value and impact I can have on them. That's a lasting thing long, long term because I'm fixing them from the start instead of somebody who's had 10 years of doing things wrong and then finally figured out that they were doing a lot of things wrong and can improve. That's why it's like, it's good. Sure. It looks good on Instagram or it looks good that I'm working with certain people. It's great. It's a track record thing or, you know, it's a social approval thing. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I give the same amount of value and approach with every person, whether you're a person who's a millionaire or an executive person that's, you know, losing weight for their wedding because I work with regular clients as well, or somebody that's actually like starting out their career. As somebody that knows me or people that have worked with me, everybody gets the same level of service, regardless of who you are, because I ultimately just care about humans, care about people. I care about over delivering and giving as much value as I can. But that's why I want to educate people when I work with them so that they know what they're doing. They know the why is behind everything, which is the most important thing. So if I can work with somebody for a camp or two camps or something or however long I get to work with somebody, they are a completely different person. They learn so much. And now they've integrated that for the rest of their life. That's why I like with working people at the start of their career. Fortunately, the finances don't really work out for a lot of people to do things. And I have to kind of make things work or help people as much as I can. But ultimately, it's like, I love when people are 100% committed and invest in themselves and they know they're going to get 100% out of me. So when I can translate that type of value and my impact and they obviously know they can trust me because they know from my track record, but it's ultimately, it's like, uh, like I have no ego in this type of game. I have complete humility that I love working with anybody. I don't have to work with the biggest people if I just wanted to put myself into a small box. That's why like, I don't care who you are. If you want help in your health and nutrition and you have issues, I would love to talk to you. Like, that's the thing yeah. that some people yeah. are in a weird box. Yeah, sir, my time is a little compressed or certain things may work out at certain times, but I'm always here to help regardless of who it is. So that's the one thing that I have had the most impact because I go to these gyms, I talk to these people in person, I talk to coaches, I will make it work so I can help them. Then there have no problem you know, working with me or paying me because I over deliver and give them so much value that they wish they had more money. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of the nature of the sport. It's kind of like, I'm not trying to do health and nutrition for combat sports athletes um, to try to make millions of dollars, you know, yeah, but wow. ultimately at the end of the day, helping people achieve their goals and their dreams, you know, completely changing their legacy and their history of how their career is going to go means way more to me than, you know, a zero. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, what I really like there was just, uh, you know, like what you were saying about bringing someone like yourself on and the fact that like, there are a lot of athletes out there, right? That like, they've never slipped up before. They've made weight every time they've had that success in their career. Like they've been able to do it on their own or with the help of their coaches. But first off, how much are you leaving on the table? You know, it's one thing to be able to yeah. hit the scale at the weight you need to hit the scale at. Are you going in the next day and feeling your best? And that's one of the things I always try to bring to athletes of mine as well. Like I remember I had this conversation with one of my MMA fighters pretty recently. He would, he had been training every single day, two times a day, plus coming to see me. And he was just breaking down. Like he had a problem in his shoulder, a couple of other issues. And he took two full weeks off, healed up. And then he said he was back in the gym and he was smashing everybody. And I told him, I was like, that's because you're finally looking at your recovery. You know, people always say it's like, oh, injuries are just a part of fight camp. That's that's the way it's going to be. And yeah, obviously, shit happens. Like you're <laughs> yeah. gonna, that's going to be banged up a little bit. Yeah, 
yeah, but at the same time, like I turned to him, I was like, well, how good would it be if you came in actually feeling 100% or actually feeling close to 100%? Because when you're taking proper care of your training, you're doing the right things at the right time, not just trying to redline yourself with these crazy, ridiculous workouts all the time, plus taking proper care of your skills practices, plus taking proper care of your nutrition, plus getting the right amount of sleep or getting as close to that balance as you can, you are going to come into the fight feeling very close to 100%, maybe a little bit banged up, whatever. Absolutely. It's fighting. You're not going to come in. Yeah. throwing bones at each other. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to feel as close to that 100% as you can. Right. And it just, it fully changed his perspective. And that's one of the things I really want to try to bring into the combat sports world is understanding that it's not simply the guy who spends the most hours in the gym. It's the guy who balances all of those things the best getting the right amount of sleep, getting your nutrition dialed in, getting your training dialed in. That is the guy or that is the girl that is going to ultimately be the most successful at the long term. Yeah, a lot of people get very conditioned to feeling a certain way or this is just what their normal is. And sometimes it's the exposure to people that they don't have to feel this way or they can perform better and they can feel better and they can eat more food and they can recover better. But some people get into this monotony and this rut where they get so conditioned to something that that's just the way that they used to feel or they used to perform. And they don't really like remember how it feels to feel optimal. And a lot of people have never felt that way because they've never integrated this layer of approach of focusing on sleep as the number one thing. And then, you know, maximizing how much fuel somebody can get in for the work required and then structuring their training properly and focusing on recovery and integrating all these layers matter you can't be like i'm going to train six hours a day and sleep four hours a night it's like i'm going to cut out three of those hours of training until you sleep seven and a half hours and you'll actually be able to recover and make gains because you only recover based on your nutrition and your sleep the rest of the types of things is just creating stimulus for your body to adapt to and that's where you have to integrate all these things and that's why i like working with other coaches and when i ask things i'm asking way more questions than people anticipate me to ask because it's always finding going down to the root cause of what the issues are, where somebody's weaknesses are, because somebody will hire me or they think they, you know, they may think on a surface layer, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get diet plans. I'm going to get, you know, macros. I'm going to focus on things and help me with my nutrition. That is almost not the first thing I ever focus on because it's figuring out what somebody actually needs to focus on. And most of these athletes and most people, it's optimizing, maximizing their sleep because, People are stepping over $100 bills to pick up dollars because they're trying to do way more effort without actually uh, setting the foundation of sleep and nutrition. Exactly. So that they can get the most out of it. And like I, my first thing that I do with people is to optimize their metabolism, feed them as much as they should be getting for what their actually demands are, allowing their body to adapt and actually feel better, feel better. And then, you know, get their sleep integrated properly with whether it's blue eye blocking glasses or anchoring the morning sun exposure or doing different things with proper supplements, allowing their body, depending on if there's issues with falling asleep, staying asleep, um, having issues, uh, having issues like sleeping long enough, whether it's a unique issue. And that's a case by case basis is everything is context driven, because if somebody gives you a blanket statement or gives you a yes or no answer for something without any context they're giving you a wrong answer. And that's why some people are like, man, you ask a lot of questions. I'm like, yeah, because I actually want to give you the most accurate response that you deserve. I'm not trying to BS you. I'm not trying to say something that 
I may not be sure of because I want to have 100% confidence and integrity in everything I say. That's why when I work with, with clients, I go question me on everything that I say because if I cannot explain it into exact detail, the reasons why I'm doing it and like the exact context of why I'm doing it and what's the benefit and everything like that, then I'm, I'm, I'm just lying to you or it's to, for my own ego or something like that. And ultimately at the end of the day, I have so much humility that I have no problem telling people I don't know something or that I have to figure something out or right there. I'm not really sure because at the end of the day, if I'm telling them something wrong or something that actually should not be implemented or it may not be perfect for that person, I'm not going to lie to them. And that's why I lead to other experts. That's why somebody like myself has read so many books on sleep, so many books on recovery, so many things on, you know, psychology, because this game has so many layers that ultimately it's not just one thing. It's everything integrated together. That's why I stay in my lane. I focus on what I know. I focus on what I specialize in. And that's why I integrate people to work with people like you or other things or have to send some people to support psychologists or do other things that they're really lacking on. And then we can work as a team to achieve that athlete's goals so that they can get into the cage or to the ring or whatever the combat is, or just showing up in their life every day. Because I work with regular clients. They don't have a weight target. They don't have a competition in six weeks and they got to lose 10 pounds. It is ultimately the same integrated approach with an athlete as a regular clientele. It's a holistic approach where everything has got to be focused on, especially sleep, quality of the nutrition, and balancing that where you can achieve your goals way faster, way easier than people assume. Because especially in the combat sports world, it's always the work harder, work more approach. And that's never the type of case yeah. where I focus on not reducing your calories. I focus on not doing dramatic things to a diet or anything like that. I try to give you everything that you need and make you as healthy as you possibly can so you can perform as best as you can every day, show up as your best every day. And then the small differences between making small tweaks and macros or doing different things and periodizing your training is not that big of a deal when you can sleep great, you feel great, you have a lot of energy, your appetite is super stable, your recovery is really good, and you're performing amazing in the gym. Once your energy is good, all these other four questions really get answered in a positive way. Then we can integrate to kind of make things move or accelerate things. But until yeah. everything else is done right, you don't start to compromise or adjust things or negatively give somebody less or make tweaks when nobody's actually in a good state to start. You start out optimal and homeostasis where everything's balanced and everything is in a positive. Then you can start to integrate new things, add different things, add more layers or try to accelerate things. But some people already start from a compromised position and then try to do more or cut less or things like that. And then you tuck yourself into a corner where you're going to need to reset yourself or change things or give yourself a long break to actually get yourself to the point where you can do this stuff continually and have a consistent career or not burn yourself out. Or some people get forced to the point where they end up going up in weight classes in certain combat sports because they've just compromised themselves so hard that they can't really hit that weight. And then their, their metabolism is way slowed down because they never give themselves an ability to optimize it, that they're just kind of forced to adapt to do something else. And yeah. then ultimately uh, you have to save somebody in that type of position from themselves. Yeah. And like what I really like there, uh, just what you're talking about, about again, like it's about optimizing, right? Like you were saying, you know, getting people to the point where 
even if they're doing things on their own and it's working again, how much could you possibly be leaving on the table? And, you know, this idea of just like work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard. It's like, you're stepping over a hundred dollar bills to pick up a dollar and just talking about building that foundation, I think is really key. Cause that's something that I know, like when I've, when I've brought athletes in as well, my real focus all the time is simply the training is athlete first is athlete specific. So it's not about, building an MMA fighter. It's not about building a boxer. It's not about building a hockey player. It's about building an athlete. You're not going to become a great MMA fighter by simply coming in and doing strength and conditioning. But what it's going to do if you're doing it the right way is it's going to build up those gaps in your body. It's going to build up your gas tank. And then your MMA coaches are going to have the ability to create a better MMA fighter because they have a better athlete. And that starts with the foundations that starts with the basics, right? We're not getting into these crazy complicated lifts and circuits yeah. and all that stuff. We're teaching you how to properly hinge through your hip. We're teaching you how to properly do a squat. We're building up base levels of strength, evening it out through the body, and then working up from there. And obviously, the better and better you get, the more complex we can make it. But people want to jump in right away at the top, and that's just not the way to truly be successful. There's so many coaches out there that'll throw that stuff at you because it looks good on Instagram or whatever else. But if you try yeah, yeah. I'm on a I'm on a Batsu ball with a uh, I'm on the Batsu ball with a deadlift bar that's got it's uh, got chains on it while I'm you know it's like those meme videos where you just see somebody like doing something crazy integrating so many weird layers it's like that's that's what people it's a joke it's a troll for a reason but people laugh at it people try that stuff it's uh, that perfect example for this is everybody tries that does it discovery watched like karate movies Bruce Lee movies and you know stuff like that if they've integrated in martial arts it's because when some people the basics aren't sexy yeah and that's the thing is what everything is the basics look look at the foundation of a good quality boxer it's a jab it's a very it's a right hand hook it's not anything crazy you're not trying to be lomachenko in there from day one you get a position where like people start training like say kickboxing or muay thai or taekwondo or something the first thing they want to learn is like how do i do a spinning wheel kick i want to do the flashy stuff it's like no, we're going to focus on your footwork, your stance, your balance, you know, and the basics. And we're going to drill the basics for the first couple of years and integrate that where that is muscle memory. That's second nature. So your reflexes and reactions are just embedded into you. Not trying to work on all the fancy stuff, the flashy stuff that is a fraction of 1%, but that's what people think is cool. Sure. That may be what got you interested in martial arts because of, you know, thinking it's cool or whatever. But you have to realize it's always just layering one brick at a time, one step at a time, making small progression. But it's not doing things where you take three steps forward, five steps back, because you're just not allowing yourself to be consistent and doing the right things. And that's why some people, they compromise themselves more than actually making progress. And so sometimes I have to restructure something completely for somebody to tell somebody not to take a certain fight because they're just not going to be in an optimal position in that position. It's like, hey, wait another month, month and a half, two months or something. There will be other competitions. And then from there on, you'll be in a perfect state where you can compete regularly, consistently, because you've optimized yourself to be able to, you know, show up every day as an athlete, 365 days of the year at your best. Instead of trying to just do whatever you can and then just showing up at the competition and wishing for the best. We've all had people that are amazing on the last, you know, day of sparring, last week of training, they peaked. And then they're in the cage and they can't show it properly. They have one round of gas tank. They just, they don't, they can't perform. And a lot of times they go, what happened? Or this and that. And they're just so burnt out. They're run down. 
they had a bad weight cut, they had bad rehydration, they didn't refuel properly. And then how are you going to expect to get in there if you're not, you know, have everything done optimally? And that's yeah, why everything yeah. needs to be structured for somebody and laid out based on, yeah, an individual, because everybody's in different contexts. I've done mega, mega weight cuts, but I've also done people that pretty much can almost walk onto the scale eating like 4,000 calories a day. It just depends on what, what the circumstances are. And that's why nobody fits into the same box because everybody is very unique. And that's why if somebody is giving you the same thing as everybody else or saying the same things for everybody else, they're doing you a disservice and you need to find a new coach. And that's why it's, unfortunately, people just, you know, you can, you can get $49 PDFs meal plans on Facebook. It's just, but that's sold to a thousand people that are all in different positions that don't really actually care about refining something and personalizing something for you. That's why I'm more of a specialist. I don't try to work with thousands and thousands of people and just make myself very generalized. But I have so much value and impact with people that I do work with that it makes so much bigger of a difference that ultimately I just always constantly expand my roster because the word of mouth and when I work with somebody and they get amazing success, amazing results, the rest of the teammates want to work with me. Their coach says, hey, you're going to work with this guy. Or, hey, man, I got a question. I got a competition. Oh, here, reach out to Coach DJ. Okay, perfect. And that's why it's like I make my time for as much as people as I can. I integrate as much as I can. But I just try to over-deliver and do so much value so that out of the end of a camp or two camps, this guy is in a world of difference with the point where he feels like he knows exactly what he needs to do. And he does finally now. So I just need to make tweaks, do things like that, can make sure they're in check. But I don't need to babysit somebody for their entire career. Because if somebody's not actually empowering you and educating you to get better at what your specific sport is or the things that you're you know, lacking education in, then you're not, they're not actually bettering you. They're just trying to make you codependent on them. Yeah. If I'm not educating somebody and like, hey, you got to work with me for the rest of your career, blah, blah, blah. Sure. I, I work with a lot of people integrated into career for a long time. But I don't, if, if I'm not teaching you and empowering you to learn these things so that you know the why behind things and can integrate this into your life day to day unconsciously because now it's a habit and a lifestyle, then I'm not really teaching you and empowering you to like be successful for a long term. Like I'm that. just focusing on this two, three month window that you're in a fight camp and then I don't really care about you for the rest of your career. It's like, that's not a person. That's a, you're just hiring somebody for, I, I don't even know a specific word for, but like you're just hiring somebody for a snapshot. It's like you're hiring somebody for a session or something. It's like, it's like anybody can go to a strength and conditioning coach and do one workout or just hire a pad man for one session. Like some people, yeah, from a different country or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do pads with different people. They're not my coach. I'm not trying to layer and integrate crazy amounts of stuff and do that and expect to implement that and then get different pad sessions with this guy with a different style and do this and both. And then they'll try to get things from a million different ways in a million different areas when that's just like you're just, you're not focusing on enough things enough. It's like a lot of people need to, refine what they're doing and focus on what they actually need to be focusing on and get the most out of what they're doing instead of trying to like learn 18 techniques at once and do 18 different phases, like trying to get better muscle composition, gain muscle and strength, plus losing fat, plus training MMA all the time, plus sleeping little and plus barely eating. And then like, I'm trying to do everything, man. I'm like, you need to work hard, smarter, not harder. Like you're doing way too much. You're not recovering. You're not going to be able to perform. We need to pull back. And you'll make way more progress and way more gains. It's like the same times when somebody's trying to chase two things at once. Then you're not going to get either of them. 
So sometimes you have to refine somebody's approach and keep them in check so that they're making the right decisions because some people just, you have to save them from themselves because I love people that have that much work ethic and determination, but a lot of times sometimes that's a disservice because they're not doing it in the right approach. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's such a great point just about like, again, the actual like working smarter and not working harder. But I really like what you said there about, again, refining the approach, right? Like you can buy those $49 meal plans off of Facebook. You can, you can YouTube workouts. The amount of times I've had athletes tell me, oh, I don't need to come see you. I can just find it all on YouTube. It's like, well, yeah, all the information's out there on YouTube, but do you have a professional who's been doing this for well over 10 years that's structuring it all for you, looking at you specifically, building a training approach that's actually going to have you at your best when it matters most? Or are you looking up a bunch of workouts and going, yeah, okay, I'll try this today. And like, you know, if you're truly trying to make this sport your career, because that's what this show is really about. It's teaching athletes what they need to do to create long-term success in their sport. Why would you not want to bring on a professional who this is what they do to help that you actually learn how and learn why and learn what to do at what times, how to bring yourself optimally into competition instead of just working out a few times a week because you know it's good or eating a lot of vegetables because you know your coaches said hey those are those are good for you you know you want to have as much detail as much why as much actual value as possible so i love the approach you bring to your athletes in that respect and honestly i'll give you this tagline and i've said it a couple times to some of my clients i talked to yesterday and some console calls i had it's like it's the same thing as this one liner gets a lot of people and i love it it's where the information is out there the information is not a problem but if the information was a problem, if, if the information was the issue, it's like everybody would be a billionaire and have six pack abs. It's the integration. It's how you approach. It's everybody that, that refines something like me as a person that's already been extremely successful that already knows a lot about this type of field. I know how much I don't know. That's why I just did three days of coaching the last three days. I'm doing a coaching thing today. I have nine or 10 different books I bought in like the last week or so. I have a stack of podcasts I have to listen to. I am never complacent to be comfortable with what I know. And that's why it's always trying to just add more and add more and add more. And that's why I reinvest in myself massively to the point where I spend so much money on coaching to learn from other people to get better at what I do so I can integrate better layers to people. And that's why I stay in my lane, but that's why I have no ego to say I don't know something. But that's also a thing of like, hey, I actually don't know that. Like, or I can't explain it with the you know exact detail or the reasons behind things, then I need to learn more myself. And that's why I never stop learning and I never stop reading and educating myself because the best coaches I know and the coaches that I've hired and mentored from, which I still have a lot that I'm currently doing with, is all of those guys that are successful that get to the highest level of things like that. They constantly keep reinvesting in themselves, constantly find the best coaches and the best people to better be more efficient, to be better at a specific area, whether that's getting the best nutritionist in the world or the best strength and conditioning coach, or, you know, get the best uh, sales coach or marketing coach or this and that, or whatever your specific field is that you want to focus on. There's somebody that's made a million mistakes that has learned from it, that's done it at a higher level, way better and more efficient than you, that you can learn from to be better for yourself. Ultimately, there's 8 billion people or something in this world. There is only so much the time in the day but also means how much you can get out of that day and how much you can optimize showing up so that the progress you can make where you're just stacking brick upon brick of, you know, improving 1% a week. Some people are like, well, 
if I was only losing one pound a week, you know, blah, blah, blah. They always want instantaneous results. So they want things to progress in a crazy rate where I didn't lose, I didn't lose 30 pounds in 30 days. It's like that's because that's not the goal. That's not, the that's not, reality. That's not practical. It's all about with the same thing I always drill into my clients is my approach is always to develop something that is sustainable because anything, sure, there's certain contexts that things to be more extreme for something because of circumstances. Sure. You're, you're fighting for a world title and you have a couple of weeks to prepare and you got a short notice fight. Sure. That is a unique circumstance. You're going to do unique things for it. But I am not ever trying to do something in a short-term approach. I am trying to set people up, like one of our clients, Tim, and setting up for him, even though he's had a long career, he's done things like that. It's like, I want to set somebody up for the rest of their career, for the rest of their life, instead of something that's focusing on a two-month fight camp. Because at the end of the day, that fight camp is over. How much did you learn from it? How much are you integrating into your day-to-day life to show up better as a human being rather than just losing you know, a little bit more weight on the scale or whatever? And that's the some things that I have to refine somebody's to focus more on that long-term approach to something that's sustainable that they can follow year-round that has successful, healthy habits so that they can stay lean year-round, be a professional athlete 365, and make progress consistently year over year instead of compromising themselves to the point where they have to stop, they have to do things, or they gain a whole bunch of body fat in like several weeks after a fight. And then they're literally back in the same position they were at the beginning of the last fight camp, but they're in a more compromised state because they, you know, didn't really actually try to reset themselves. So it's the extreme nature of a lot of diets and a lot of uh, sports that get people into problems because they think that that's the mentality and the, the, the system that they need to follow. And that's not the way. So I have to reintegrate how somebody approaches things so that they find, I want to find a perfect balance where you're healthy, you're happy, you feel good. You have lots of energy. Your performance is good. Your recovery is good. Your sleep is amazing. Then find how I can balance all of that. So it's a long-term approach for you to achieve your goals. Not anything that's trying to express something to achieve a crazy goal in one month. Because anybody, anybody can do anything for one month. What can you do for a year? Some people underestimate how much or overestimate how much they can do in like a month. They're like, oh, I lose 30 pounds in a month. But they underestimate how much they can do in a year. And that's why it's like, hey, if I were to get you to lose one pound a week, sure, that's say you do three weeks at three pounds. That doesn't actually sound like a big deal. I can lose three pounds in a workout, man. Sure. Cool. It's water. But if I were to lose one pound a week and I worked for a year and you lost 52 pounds in a year, that is crazy. But it's the thing about the approach of people thinking very short-term minded. And in today's society with social media and everything like that is everything's like instantaneous gratification. Everybody wants things now, blah, blah, blah. What can you get instantly? What can I buy? You know, oh, I bought an investment. When is it going to go to a million dollars? So I can, you know, when, when Lambo, you know, and that's the thing with the integrative approach is people don't want to put the dedication and the work in long-term. You know, and unfortunately, some people will do things in short segments where they're dedicated and they're disciplined for short periods of time, and then they're not. And then they, uh, and that's a lot of times it's people with martial artists is like only fight camps is they, they're like, oh, I'm going to eat clean and fight camp or I'm going to focus now. And that's, that's not the approach is I want to find something that you're excited to follow that you enjoy doing that makes you show up better every day and feel better in your body, regardless of you being a husband or a wife or somebody that's, uh, you know, playing with their kids and wants the energy to run around with their kids. It all anchors what somebody's, what's important to somebody. What's their, what's their driving force? And sometimes you have to anchor somebody to what's their actually external motivation because I get people to change their phone screens on their backgrounds. 
I've had some of my clients actually tattoo things on themselves or do different things or they'll have things where they have an anchor, whether it's a motto, a mantra, something as things, they put images on the wall, they do different things because they always anchor their mindset for a determination of what they're doing things for a purpose. You have to have a motivation. You have to have a purpose to stay determined, to stay on track. And some people are only disciplined when somebody signed a contract to beat you up or this and that. And sometimes you have to figure bigger goals, more long-term goals, more more internal things that actually drive them better. But if you do anything that's crazy restrictive or something that's very short-term minded, that's not going to help them. I want to find something that you find a perfect balance that you can integrate and it's sustainable long-term that you're going to be able to implement the stuff and have the same principles and foundations that I've taught somebody. Once somebody's sleep is amazing and they feel good and they look good and they perform well and they're able to do everything that they want to do, why would you ever turn back? Why would you, why would you stop doing these types of things? And people, a lot of my clients will go, I don't know like how to live any other way now. Like, I don't, I, why would I ever do anything different? It's because I'm not telling you can't eat pizza or like enjoy things or, you know, your kid's birthday party, you want to do things or you're going into a wedding. I have clients up for a wedding right now. I just set them up so that they can be a normal human being, enjoy a wedding, be with family, have a drink occasionally, eat some chocolate, do whatever. That's where people get into a dogmatic approach where things need to be very restrictive. And I find that flexibility where depending on a complete individual and what they need and what their desires are, where I can personalize something and find something where they don't have guilt and shame, which is the worst negative emotion somebody can have, is doing something that they know they're not supposed to be doing or thinks that they think are wrong. And then they connotate very negative energy to that. And then they beat themselves up and then it affects their mental health or self-confidence thinking they're not like disciplined enough. And that sometimes it's like, I have to be a person that's focusing on their psychology and their mental health sometimes because that's small details that can change somebody's approach where they realize that they can actually follow this thing for the rest of their life because it's just a lifestyle. It's a different approach than trying to like fit into a box to do something extreme. Sure, you can do things extreme. They're not sustainable. If you're in a weird context, the world championship is worth thing and it's a short notice, sure. That is worth it because you have a you know, goal or something. Then some people do a lot of things very misguidedly. And when you ask them why, they don't really know. And I'm like, let's stop what you're doing. Let's That's find nasty. something that you enjoy. That's something like, do you enjoy this? Can you follow this long term? Is this something that integrated in your day to day that you can do unconsciously because you enjoy it? It's just part of your nature. You feel better. You have so much motivation to follow it. Why would you stop? That's why that's my approach all term is what can I create to somebody to achieve their goals, to create a balance that's sustainable. And if I nobody's doing that for as long-term coach to like somebody like yourself, that's actually teaching exercise. That's actually teaching form, teaching execution. That's intending why somebody's doing something. And so like, Hey man, just do this. Or, Hey, here's a plan. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't really ask you what foods you eat or what you want to eat or how frequently you want to eat in the day or how big your appetite really is at certain times or how your ability to manage blood sugar or, what the intentions of your strength and conditioning are for that phase of your training. If I'm not integrating to refine what I'm doing for an individual, I'm giving them a disservice. So unfortunately there's too many coaches that do that where unfortunately it, it, it comes to a lot more detail, but this is the detail that people need because if you're not finding out to refine something personalized for somebody that's sustainable, you're not actually fully helping them as much as you need to. And then ultimately you won't end up keeping that client because they'll learn that other people are going to care more as much as they care about their own success. And I've seen a lot of coaches, not necessarily as much of like the MMA style coaches, but 
we've all seen a lot of coaches out there that do a poor quality job, that do the bare minimum, that just kind of go through the motions. And they'll, they'll, they'll literally not be successful with what they do, or they will not have the clientele, or they want the testimonials, the results that they kind of need. And ultimately, somebody will be them, maybe for a camp or this and that. And then they're going to find something better that they actually can follow long-term or enjoy. And that's why I always ask these types of people questions, how your mood, how your energy, your performance, recovery, your appetite, how is everything going? Because if all of those are positives, then we can start to focus on other things. Then it really just depends on, you know, finding that balance with the unique individual. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the, that's a real key to just everything you were saying there is again, the, like, it's all down to the individual, right? Like whatever, like, again, I've seen far too many coaches to count, especially like mostly in my industry, but I'm sure obviously within the nutrition area, it's the same that just, Oh, you've got a fight camp. Here's the fight camp program. And it's like, that stuff could potentially help you. Like, you know, you might make some gains, you might make some improvements. Sure. It's a good way to kind of do it on a budget. It's like, but again, when you're talking about that long-term approach, you're always going to be the most successful when it's something you can stick to long-term. But I love what you were saying there as well about, you know, personalizing programs to be able to have a client go off to a wedding and enjoy themselves as a normal human being. Cause I think that's something that so many athletes get so stuck into is that it's like grind mode 24 seven, like, you know, chocolate can't have chocolate cause I'm an athlete. Like, but to be honest, there are so few athletes that can do that long-term. There are so few people in the world that, you know, are just yeah. so dialed in all the time and that's all they ever want to do that I love that you're taking that approach. Cause that's something I always talk about in strength and conditioning too, is yeah, you need to be training year round. Like, I don't want to see an athlete come to me at the start of fight camp and say, okay, time to get in shape. It's like, but also if you're in Mexico for a week and you're on, you know, a family vacation or doing all that and you've got nothing booked and you know, you're not fighting in four weeks or whatever, go enjoy yourself. Like if you don't feel like training this week, take the week off and we'll get back to it next week. Like be a human being, have your fun, have your few drinks, eat your food. That's, you know, not part of the plan, but then come back out, like come back out and get back to it. You know, like you need to obviously be taking the things seriously, but we're all human. We all need that time to kind of just let the world go and relax. So I love that that's part of your approach that, you know, it's, it's human first, more so even than athlete first, human first, athlete second. And then that's like, that's where it needs to be. I, coaching needs more people like you, man. I really like, I love what I'm hearing from that. Yeah. And that's the thing that's always weird is like, if you don't create um, the framework or habits, it's like scenarios always come up, weddings come up, things like that. And then the thing about it is, is like, they have to think themselves into a weird box that they think certain things are not possible or that there's really bad foods or things can't be fit or there's not flexibility or things like that. Or it's like, yeah, it's like all or nothing or hundred percent, nothing grind mode, blah, blah, blah. It's like, like I have people that have crazy amount of flexibility in their diet and absolutely are ridiculously shredded because people have a very dogmatic and very weird education on, on nutrition sometimes where it's like, I don't know where you pick this up, but it's usually from really bad culture, like extreme diet culture or this and that, or they think this is that, or it's like an MMA athlete try to go keto. And I'm like, you don't really understand the integration of like what is actually needed for an individual um, to thrive. Like, yeah, there's certain people, I'll put them on a temporary ketogenic diet and get them a little bit more metabolically flexible and stuff. And certain times integrated low carb, low carb approach at certain times, but you have to understand like what is needed for that individual. But like, 
if you don't teach somebody that they go out on a wedding and then they're just like they're trying to be like super disciplined and not enjoy themselves and do things it's like that just takes so much happiness and pleasure out of life that's why it's like you need to enjoy yourself like you're a human being like that's why it's like i create something that's sustainable that flexibility with somebody to enjoy what they want so they're not in a dogmatic extreme nature because it's the same approach, like the little things, sometimes those little quotes or those little reference points makes a big difference for you people. It's like, if you tell somebody not to do something, like you tell a child not to do something, guess what they wanna do? That's what they wanna do. If I tell somebody they can never have pizza, burgers, chocolate, uh, desserts, can't drink alcohol, then do anything every morning, guess what? They're gonna crave that stuff all the time and think about it. And then eventually they're gonna go, screw it. I'm gonna go out the deep, I'm not gonna tell them, or I'm not gonna track or this and that, or I'm not gonna say, I'm just gonna do whatever I want and binge or whatever. And that's the thing about it is, is like when you have a crazy restrictive mentality, it's just gonna create people to not want to follow those types of things long-term. And there's times to be strict. Like we have people that are fighting in the next two weeks. Um, that needs to be dialed in. Yeah, there's not, you're not trying to mess up and do things that you can't really afford. Ultimately, your goal to achieve that weight and to perform the best that you can, it's going to be way more than a temporary mouth pleasure of enjoying some garbage food. But it's like, it's the same thing of like, if I tell you not to think about something or tell you like you can't have something, that's all somebody's going to think about because it's all about what they can't have rather than what they do have. And that's the same thing as it's a comparison is the thief of joy for some people is like, well, this guy could do this or this guy gets away with it. And that's why you can't compare people to other people because you'll just eat yourself up or not think that you can translate the same amount of value. But that's why with somebody, if I can create an approach where somebody can set themselves up, we're knowing, hey, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to be at a wedding or I'm going to do this stuff. I'm not going to be able to control my food. I can't prep anything. Okay, let's set yourself up for the week ahead of time. Do certain things, make things. And then you have free reign to enjoy yourself. Yeah, there's certain things like don't drink 80, don't drink 12 mixed drinks and eat the buffet for 12 hours in the day. Yeah, you're going to put on some pounds. But ultimately, if that's like a one day thing approach or things like that, you want to have a moderation approach with everything. Is everything is fine within moderation. Like I have people integrated where they will have like chocolate bars throughout the week. People will have whatever it is, desserts. Somebody will have this. Oh, I want to you know, this and that or whatever, like, hey, I have uh, my kid's birthday, stuff like that. I'm, you know, ordering a bunch of pizzas and stuff like, you know, can I have some pizza or like how much can I have or what's the, sure, we'll set this up, make this tweak here. We're just going to eliminate this here. And then I'm going to give you, I'm going to set you up with like a thousand calories of room, 800,000 calories of room to just enjoy some pizza on Saturday. Like, sweet. Guess what? From Sunday going on, that guy is determined because he got that little bit of a break. Sometimes you have to play with the psychological nature because everything is very psychological and not a lot of people are samurais like monks like or like bodybuilder styles where they can eat the same thing every day do the same thing discipline stuff like that and it's just fuel it's like and that's the thing is i, I like people like that it's great but ultimately it's like that's not really what people should be doing it's like if that's what follows with you and you can do it you're probably not enjoying yourself as much because i enjoy food i had pizza yesterday i had i had drinks this week it's like the thing with that is it's like it's all finding a balance between a little bit of room, giving somebody a little bit of grace, finding room where you can integrate things that somebody enjoys or somebody craves so that you can find something that's sustainable. Because if it's like, hey, man, if I can have, to have a little bit of room and flexibility on Saturday on UFC fight nights, I give a lot of my clients a little bit of flexibility on Saturdays because usually people watching the UFC, stuff like that happens, they're meeting with friends, they're doing other things. I kind of set themselves up so they have a lot of extra room of flexible free calories 
and then I kind of teach them an approach of like how much that really is going to be or if they know the things that they're going to be eating or want to crave it's like hey man I want to have a burger on Saturday okay sure like go have some burger and some baked sweet potato fries sure no problem with me and that's where they're like really well I can I can have burgers or I can have this I'm like yeah man like well, a lot of my clients like in the last one I did a couple of people in the Muay Thai World Cup in Calgary there it's like um like some people were great and great on progress and everything's in a great position I'm like hey man go have a burger. Like I'm telling you to go enjoy yourself and have the thing that you're craving. And they're just like, like, no, 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 man, man, I set you up for it. Like you're doing everything we want. Like, and certain people I'm like, I'm glad if you're that disciplined and dedicated to it. Like if you don't need that flexibility, sure. Don't need the burger, whatever like that. But there's certain times when that little bit of a grace, a little bit of, you know, finding a, a room for somebody to enjoy themselves is the biggest thing because if that little bit of grace or that little bit of things you can have or something that's going to make you enjoy yourself can keep you disciplined for the rest of the times i will give you that flexibility if the rest of the time you can be consistent and dialed in so that sometimes is you have to integrate with what's really unique with the individual and what they need and sometimes people need a crazy amount of variety sometimes people need to have their meal plans or certain things changed every couple weeks because they get sick of foods they need different palatability maybe sometimes people want to increase their eating frequency sometimes you know people are actually like stopping their training and after a fight they're recovering they're relaxing doing things like that so i'll find a different approach because you don't need to eat as ridiculously clean in the off season you have to always manage everything in moderation because if you go extreme natures on your on your calories you go extreme natures on your diet you're going to have to go extreme natures and sometimes on the way to get that weight off and it's going to take you three to four times sometimes as long to lose that weight as it did for you to gain it you can gain a lot of weight in like a weekend it's going to take you probably like two to three to four weeks to put that weight off and that's the some things about the approach is i've read like recent pubmed studies that came out recently it's like it can take you six months to gain 10 pounds of muscle and six weeks of not training and not being consistent and not doing any strength conditioning or anything to actually stimulate the muscles to lose those 10 pounds of muscles in six weeks that took you six months to get. And that's why things is, is like integrating a sustainable long-term approach to keep all the progress. You don't want to make gains, lose them. And then you're starting kind of back at square one again. And I've had that with people where the, the weight that they started to extreme diet, to get to a weight, to make weight, to fight, compete and win. And then they kind of got themselves right back up to where they started previously. So they didn't have the habits that made it so they could stay sustainable, that type of diet, whether it was crazy extreme, and then you have to give them a break and you have to get themselves to a position that they can sustain it. But ultimately it's like, it's, it's finding that balance with everybody as a unique individual, personalized something. But yeah, nothing should ever be in a, in a flash thing or in a short term or, or anything that's not sustainable because that's not my approach to create something because that's sure anybody same thing anybody can follow something for a month but I, if i'm if i helped you for a month or did you something that wasn't actually helping you to the degree i want to help you and then at the end of that month you're kind of in the same position you didn't learn anything or get anything out of it i just did you a disservice because i wasn't educating or teaching you the right things because you should gain a lot. You should always be progressing forward, getting 1% better every week, every day, or whatever it is. It's the micro steps. People always think that they're want to make crazy progress or gains or gain 10 pounds of muscle in, in a month or something. But then they won't put, if because they have to gain one pound, uh, uh, like one or two pounds of muscle a month or something, they're, or whatever their 
approach that's practical is that's not sexy or exciting to them. So they don't have the dedication and commitment to show up every day to do what's needed. Some people want everything now and want the craziest results and blah, blah, blah. Some people see the athletes that I work with and like, hey man, that guy lost 15 pounds in like four days. It's like, yeah, but I put it right back on them and more. And then sometimes it's they don't understand that the extreme nature of MMA is not anything anybody else should be doing. Yeah. And that's why I have to have a different approach with my regular clientele because they want things fast and things. I'm like, no, we're going to create something sustainable so you can keep these habits, keep this lifestyle and keep all the progress because you don't want to give back all of the effort and progress you've given. And a lot of times they like that, where a lot of people will lose strength or lose muscle mass just by not being disciplined and dedicated year round. We're sure you can be dedicated for three months, make a lot of progress. Then you take three months off. You're probably going to be almost back to where you were previously. Sure. Maybe sustain some muscle. You gain more, a little bit more skills, but why did you stop being consistent? And that's finding something that it wasn't a sustainable approach. So that's finding a balance between what is needed for the individual so that they're never compromising their progress or their goals. And sometimes you have to drill those goals into them with, like I said, wallpaper, mantras, like whether it's a band on the wrist, whether it's, you know, post-it notes on the walls or, you know, things like that, that anchors them to the purpose. You need to have a purpose. Because if you're doing something very superficial and you get no fulfillment from it, or you're really not dedicated for it, it wasn't something you should actually try to pursue. And that's when people like, you know, retire from MMA or retire from sports because they realized there's people that want it hard and they, they're dedicated to passion. They put 365 days, 100% of their effort into things. And then there's people that do things eh, and they get away with things because they're talented or something. And then you reach that guy that this is their life and they just they just smash you or they just are way more dedicated discipline to go. Yeah. That guy's on another level. He really isn't. He just put more effort and work and time and discipline in there. And especially when I work with very talented people that don't work hard, it's the most frustrating thing because I have very dedicated people that are not the most athletically gifted. They don't have crazy height or reach or crazy strong or crazy explosive or something like that, but they work so hard and they're dedicated. They make so much progress that that's when, you know, the person that doesn't work hard always beats, um, talent doesn't work hard, hard work always beats talent. And I have to reference that to people. So it's like, sure, you have talent or you're good or something like that, but like, how are you really using it? And how are you optimizing yourself to be your best? And that's why I'm like, I don't really care if you're an MMA athlete or you're uh, a teacher or just somebody who's a stay-at-home mom or something. The same principles apply. I want you to be the best that you can be with your health to show up every day, whether that's to be for your kids or whether it's for a world championship. Yeah. Same man. approach applies. And that's what sometimes is people just fix themselves into this is what it should be for this individual. No, these principles and foundations should carry over to every person because it's just health and health is number one. So, you know, it's up to people's determinations and dedications to it, if how fast they want to achieve these goals, or even if they're determined enough to do it. But if you create something that's not really set for them or personalized or you really care for them they're not going to follow it because it's not really for them and they may find somebody else that cares more that can actually secure that client and work with them because i've seen people lose clients i've stolen a lot of clients off other people not personally just they work with them they realize how much more effort care or detail that i put into them and they start working with me to go this is night and day that guy would take like two days to reply or that guy would do this or I wouldn't get adjustments or I wouldn't take this or it didn't ask things or it didn't ask all these questions or really try to personalize things for me because that guy didn't care enough. 
And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there. And sometimes you have to go through some of those people to realize when you find somebody that actually does care. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, man, I've gotten so much good out of this specifically nutrition wise for like things that athletes. And, I, and we're not even talking about nutrition. People oh, always think about right. that. It's like people are like, oh, you're a nutritionist and stuff like that. And they see like, you know, people shredded and stuff like that and people in great shape. But it's all of the non-sexy like other details about everything else that's integrated in somebody's life that makes it there on that day. It's not like, you know, a specific nutrition plan that they followed. Yeah, it's man. Not, I mean, oh, oh, that strength and conditioning coach was the one that did. No, it's everything integrated that got them where they are at that position. But I got them there without being with something that's they're going to sustain that because majority of my clients, not everybody's perfect stay very lean year round and they're in a position where they can take short notice fights. The worst thing is when somebody gets big opportunities and they can't take it because they're not professional enough year round and they have to say no, or they have to do the most extreme stuff like cut 30 plus something pounds to compete in a competition that ultimately they're not going to be optimal in, but they're still committing to it. Well, that's not good. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I mean, that's like, but when even when I said like, you know, good things nutrition wise for people to take away more so what I mean is that like, you know, it people have so many crazy misconceptions about nutrition, you know, oh, I can't ever eat anything except for exactly what's on the plan, you know, this food's bad, this food's good, blah, blah, blah. But just like listening to you talk about that and listening to your approach that you've implemented with like you said, general population clients, but also so many high level professional athletes that just goes to show that like people really need to reevaluate the way they're looking at nutrition, reevaluate that idea of, you know, always having to be perfectly clean and every single calorie has to be exactly perfect from exactly the right place at exactly the right time. So you are able to live relatively normally, even through a weight cut, but it's just got to be done the right way. And like, you know, like I said, the goal of this show is teaching athletes how to create long-term success in sport. And the biggest thing that I really hope athletes are taking away from this one, just before we wrap up is optimization. You know, it's like, if what you're doing is working, that's great for whatever level you're at right now. But like you said, you're going to reach that guy that this is their life. They want it more than anything. And if you're taking a half-ass approach to your nutrition, a half-ass approach to your strength and conditioning, a half-ass approach to your sleep, whatever that gap is that you're allowing yourself to have because you're not investing in yourself, you're going to reach that guy that, you know, this is my, this is my life. Like we talked about Armand getting all those things so dialed in, even as an amateur before he's even a professional. And that guy's going to smash you. Like that guy's going to run right through you because those things that you're not doing, he is doing, or she is doing. And so I just, I love hearing that approach of, you know, it's not about the strength and conditioning. It's not about the skills. It's not about the nutrition. It's not about, it's all of it. And if you really and truly want to do it to the best of your abilities, you've got to be dialing in all of it. And then like, as I say this for anybody listening, I understand what a monumental task that is and how big of an ask that is to be able to take care of all these things but start small, right? Like if you've got no idea where to start with your nutrition, talk to a guy like TJ and start on just a little bit of path, get those first couple of habits dialed into place and then just take it one day at a time, one step at a time, 1% improvement every day. And again, you know, that weight loss analogy that you used of a pound a week over a month, that doesn't feel like a lot. That's four pounds over a year. You've lost 52 pounds. 
that's the same sort of idea with improvement, right? If you're getting a tiny bit better today, you're not going to notice that tomorrow. But if you get a tiny bit better every day, that improvement over the course of the year is absolutely unbelievable. And now you're an entirely different athlete next year that to who you are right now. I love, love, love that approach, man. I like, like I said before, I'll say it again, the world of coaching in elite sports needs more people like you. Yeah. And it's unfortunate is like, there's not an abundance of these types of people. And sometimes you have to filter through the bad to really realize when you find somebody good. And ultimately it's like, there's people out there. A lot of people just don't ask or don't, or they, you know, they've had different approaches or things that have happened, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an approach of like, if you had a, a, a lot of progress in a fight camp or something like that, or specific athlete for a specific period of time, and then you stop doing it, stop all your progress, give some of it back. Then you're kind of like, you're taking three steps forward, two steps back. It's like, you're not going to make a lot of progress. I'd rather just somebody consistently keep making two steps forward. Yeah. yeah. There's times when you can stop and, you know, sustain. There's always a periods to sustain habits, but if you're not having sustainable habits, where, yeah, I can overwhelm people, but it's not about teaching somebody everything that I know. That's not what they really care about. I'm not trying to teach them about glycogen and mitochondrial function and doing all those other things and focusing on REM sleep cycles and doing everything detailed that's not what they hired me to do. Sometimes you have to ask that what they're expecting and what they actually want to learn from things because I will teach everything I know to somebody if they want it or how much that they really want to integrate. But they care about results, but they care about how much you care. And that's something that really shows with a lot of people is because when you care about somebody, it shows. But if, if you're not doing something that's really doing that for them, that's why a lot of people don't end up with something that actually works for them. Yeah, you could overwhelm somebody with a lot of different things to potentially achieve, but it should excite you. It should excite you to improve these things because at the end of the day, none of this is a detriment for your body or your health or your performance it's all a beneficial things if you sleep better eat better feel better can show up better every day regardless of what your job is or your task or your goal is people just think oh well this is integrated for just really combat sports fighters or these athletes at the highest level no this is literally the same things for a regular human being they're just in a different context where this guy's under the lights or this guy has you know you know a lot more eyes on him or things like that and obviously there's a lot more extreme nature conditions under things, but that's the same thing is, is like, like when I work with regular people, they could kind of think of like that it's going to be different or stuff like that. But you always start with slow, sustainable progress, building habits. But if I fix somebody's sleep, like I've had a lot of clients where I've fixed their sleep dramatically, their entire life is completely changed just from making one tweak. So once you fix somebody's sleep, everything else is amazingly better. But once that sleep is fixed, it's not going to change. It's not going to go back to being garbage because you figured it out. You find a good sleep environment, routine, took the right supplements, did the right things to anchor your sleep. Then that's there. You have that pillar done. That's not moving. That's going to be there. Okay, let's focus on this. Okay, now it's your nutrition is the biggest gap. Now let's focus on, you know, whether it's, you know, we'll get a macro composition, we'll get something set up, how frequently somebody wants to eat based on the routine of the day, and then create something that's actually with the foods that they enjoy with the, the proteins, carbs, fats, oils, fruits, liquids, sauces, condiments, uh, whatever somebody really utilizes, whether it's a cultural thing where I have some people that can only eat two different types of proteins. They can only eat eggs and chicken and they have protein shakes. 
that's a very dogmatic diet, but that's what they need to do. Yeah. I'm not giving them things that are unpractical. And I have some people that have religious purposes or work with Muslim clients, or I have uh, people that um, have a crazy variety. Some people are very budget conscious things. And sometimes you have to create things that are very simple to sustain, but you don't try to overwhelm somebody. You start with very basic stuff. You start with very little things that something can easily adapt to. You don't go like, here's, here's the most detailed meal plan. Here's your exact supplementation protocol. Here's exactly what you should be doing for sleep. Here's, you know, what I want you to do. And here's your training program. Just like do all this at once. Nobody's going to do that. It's way too overwhelming. And you have to just figure out where, hey, let me ask a bunch of questions and see what somebody's doing. Let's focus on what the biggest things and the biggest hurdles are. Let's focus on those. Let's get the basics down first. Then once sleep's good, your recovery is good, you know, you have a consistency in your training. So now you can actually perform in the gym and maximize your performance. Then we can refine things. It's all about refining things. It's a pyramid approach. It's like, hey, sleep. And all these other things are here. People care about this. It's the guy who goes to uh, a martial arts class and wants to learn the, the spinning back wheel kick on the first week, but doesn't want to learn about the jab. It's like that sometimes is people get in the mentality where they want, like if they can't get shredded immediately or they can't do these types of things, they don't want to do it. And they have a weird approach. It's like I have people enjoying their life, eating the things that they want to eat, eating more food than they were eating when they weren't losing weight, allowing somebody to feel amazing perform the way that they want to perform and whatever is important to them is important to me. And I will make that work so that ultimately at the end of a certain things, like I have changed people's lives. I have impacted people in a lot of big ways that that means way more than anything where like, I don't even work with some of these clients anymore because I taught them so many sustainable habits and taught them everything, set up everything. I've integrated so many things into their life where they just need to show up every day and be consistent. So maybe it's been two years since I've worked with somebody. They are literally just as lean and they're actually leaner than they were when we stopped working together. Because if I, it's like teaching, um, like teaching something to, to fly. It's like, you can just throw it, throw it there. And just hopefully it's good to go. It's like, no, I'm going to make sure practice you and train you and mold you to the point where like, when I set you free, I know I have complete confidence that you're going to you know, be able to sustain the things that I've taught you because I'm not going to say, hey, man, you got you to work with me for five years. No, I'm going to work with you as much as I need to, as long as I need to, so we can get this set up. So then at the end of this, you're so much happier. You've learned so much and you can integrate this into your life day to day so that I can move on to work with many other clients and you can move on to just live the rest of your life way healthier and, and better in your shoes every day and show up better every day. And that's all I really care about where... If I create these sustainable habits and teach people things and integrate this into their lifestyle, there's no reason why this isn't something you're going to follow for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I mean, that's like that in itself is admirable, right? Because there are so many coaches that create that codependence that I love Yeah, you're taking yeah. that approach of, you know, teaching people the why, teaching people the how, because that's something I always try to make sure with my clients as well, that like, you know, in my early years in this profession, I know if I ever left town for a week, clients wouldn't know what to do like they you know they'd be yeah. stuck without being able to and then that's what really made me realize that like I'm not always going to be able to be there with you so I need to be putting you in a position that even if I'm not there watching everything you're still able to train you're still able to do the right things you confident in yourself that if you're out of town for two weeks you're still training because if you've got goals that you're trying to accomplish that training needs to happen whether I'm there or not. And if you can only do it when I'm there monitoring everything, 
that's a huge problem. So I love that you're taking that same approach. But yeah, you, you can hold somebody, you, you can hold somebody's hand, you can babysit somebody, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's just like a parent. You gotta let somebody free, but you have to like teach somebody and set somebody up so that you have sheer confidence when you let them go or they have flexibility and they're doing things off plan or they have things happen or things change. They know what to do because you've empowered them and you've educated them to know what to do. And it's the principles. It's like, it's with anything. Like, yeah, I use different analogies a lot of times, but it's like, yeah, it's, it kind of works. And it explains to people like, like same things. If I go, if, if I'm not talking to you for a month or, you know, our coaching is finished and things like that, I have sheer confidence that you're going to continue those habits and, and things are going to be fine. And I'm not going to just come back and you're going to come back to me and not have implemented and integrated the stuff where you just like, like I have sure confidence in my clients that, you know, in the off season and things like that, and they've had these habits that I'm fine with them, like not being babysat and taken care of. I have to keep them super accountable because I created some sustainable. So they keep themselves accountable. Yeah. I love that. And man, just like, just before we wrap up, like, I think again, like I said, there's been so many great things in this interview that I really hope athletes can really take away from. But uh, where can people find you online if they're looking to, you know, learn a little bit more about you and what you do? Where's the best place to go to get that information? Honestly, my, my best way to approach me, honestly, is Instagram. At this current moment, I'm expanding some of my social media horizons in the next uh, month here. I'm integrating new things and putting a lot of more of my content on other things. But mostly it's uh, my Instagram is CoachTJW. Or if anybody actually really wants to just email me, it's uh, CoachTJWhelan, W-H-E-L-A-N, at Hotmail.com. And somebody can send me an email if you got an inquiry or something like that, or just send me a DM, you know. I'm very easy to respond to. I'm very easy to get a hold of. I actually have zero zero in my request folder because I make sure I can get a hold of anybody and talk to anybody if they want to reach out to me or have a question. And ultimately, like, I am an open book. I help a lot of people for free if you just have basic questions or something. But ultimately, if, if anybody out there, regardless of the sport, hockey, you're a regular client, you're an MMA athlete or something like that, and you just have questions or you want to integrate better health and nutrition coaching into your team and to your lifestyle, then yeah, reach out to me. And I have, I have some openings coming into the new year and looking to take on a few more clients anyway. So, you know, uh, I would love to work with anybody. If anybody's here in this call or wants to work together, then yeah, reach out to me and uh, we'll be talking. And guys, as we wrap up here, just from this conversation alone, and like I said, right at the start, TJ works with a couple of my athletes personally and from everything that I've gotten talking to you and then talking to them about, you know, the initial conversations and those first few months working with you, guys, he is going to be the one that you want to talk to. This is like, he knows his stuff inside out and backwards. This is going to be the guy that's going to be able to help get you to the next level. Uh, TJ, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to do all of this. This was phenomenal. I think like really, again, so many different areas. I love that it wasn't just a nutrition talk and there were so many different pieces, so many different pieces of the puzzle that I think athletes can take away from this one and truly find where their gaps lie and then truly find the right people as well to help them fill those gaps and stop relying on doing it themselves. Because, you know, like you said, even as we grow in our field and as we know more and more and more, we start to realize how much we don't know and how much more there is out there. And if the experts in the field don't know everything, athletes listen to this, I can guarantee you don't either. So these are the guys that we want to be talking to. So Thank you so much again for that. And everybody listening, this has been another episode of the Elite Development Podcast with TJ Whalen and Kenny Dusso. 
Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.